Magandang araw po mga kababayan. Welcome sa episode 16 ng Usapang Pinoy, a Georgia Asian Times podcast. Reminder po na mag-sign up sa subscri- subscription sa usapangpinoyga at gmail.com at ibigay ang inyong first name, last name, telephone number, and email address for an automatic release of the podcast to your emails. Ang special guest po for today is a very important person uh, who will talk to us about the White House Initiative on Asian Americans and Native Hawaiian Islanders. So bago ko pa siya ipakilala, meron po akong several reminders to uh, give to you. The first one is, uulitin ko po yung reminder last week about the free child car seat inspections to be offered in Fulton County. Yun po ay magaganap sa March 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Walmart store located at 4735 Jonesboro Road in Union City, Georgia, 30291. So tandaan po ninyo, free child car seat inspections. Ang number two po, ang Philippine Travel Updates dahil alam po ninyong nag-open up na ang travel sa Pilipinas, meron pong seminar ang PACGA, Philippine American Chamber of Commerce of Georgia on March 21 via Zoom where we have Elsa Sagun who is a travel agent with Skybird Travel Agency and you can find the Zoom link in www.paccga.org It's about travel updates to the Philippines. Ang number three po, the Philippine elections in May. Uh, presidential elections and you may be wondering why I'm mentioning that because there's a lot of um, double citizens uh, Georgia who want to get information and there is a collaboration between Galing Foundation and PACGA to have a forum scheduled for March I'm sorry April 18th and the special guest speakers will be Dr. Aris Arugay, who's a political science um, professor in the University of the Philippines, Attorney Nicolas Pichai, who works in the Philippine Senate, and Brendan Flores, who is the national president of the National Federation of Philippine American Associations. And they will talk about the impacts of uh, the Philippine presidential elections and the vested interest po mga Filipinos dito sa presidential elections sa Pilipinas because we have family there and we have investments there. And number three, yung pong um, Kalaya and Filipino Kalayaan Committee, the celebration, the gala night is on June 12th and they are hard at work on preparing po yung um, gala night as well as the family fun activities. So, Um, if you have any questions, what, uh, watch out for announcements both in Kalaya Atlanta Pinoy and um, in the other organizations. All the comu- uh, community leaders are members of this committee. So yun po, and then um, before I uh, go and get our guest, I'll have two um, continuations updates of those Pinoy habits we should get rid of. Last time we talked about Number one and number two, yun po yung nag-iiwan ka ng pagkain sa plato kahit na last na piraso na. Yung pangalawa is yung littering, yung ang hilig-hilig ng Pinoy na magkalat sa labas. Um, this is the number three. Number three, making fun of other people's broken English. 
So you didn't know that Filipinos do that, don't, didn't you? Well, we do. Filipinos can be pretty harsh when they see someone with not so perfect English. And we're even more, we're even tougher to our fellow Filipinos. Pero tandaan po natin, not all of us had, had the opportunities, the same educational opportunities and um, in terms of education and exposure to the language. Plus, um, tandaan po natin na pag ang tao ay hindi perfect ang English or may accent siya, ibig sabihin meron siyang abang, ibang alam na language. When I was working in Washington, D.C. and somebody told me, your English is not good. Although we all always claim that Filipinos have the perfect English because we syllabicate our words, which we thought was the perfect English. And, um, but then I just kind of, you know, bit my tongue and said, well, at least I know English. Do you know my language? <laughs> o, diba? So at least tayo, alam natin mag-English sila, hindi nila alam yung ating um, lenguaje. And then on top of that, we know our dialects. So essentially, we know two or three different languages. But we shouldn't be too harsh on people who do not speak well um, in English. Yun lang po. And number, yung pangalawa, yung using, Filipinos are very good at this, using negro, negra, negrita, negneg, or maitim as a tease. You know, they think of it as teasing. When we grew up, oh, ang itim-itim mo, para kang nognog, di ba? That's a term that they use for dark-skinned Filipinos or negneg. Namimintas. But see, you grow you grow up with that, but <coughs> now that we are here in this country, that's very ra racist, diba? It's colorism, again. And do we really think, akala ba natin that it's a very nice thing to do, that, you know, you tease people because of their skin color? I, I hope you guys don't think that way anymore, because in some cases, in, s in case someone does do that still today, you're living under the rock, because uh, skin color is not the basis for, you know, your worth as a person. So there. Yung po ang ating um, number four sa ating Pinoy habits that we should get rid of. So I will be right back with our special guest. Welcome back mga kababayan. Katulad po ng aking pangako sa inyo, ang ating pong guest podcaster today is Miss Glory. Gervasio Sauri, and she is the director of the Raleigh District EEOC, which is the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, and she is also the White House Initiative for Asian American <laughs> Native Hawaiians and Philippine Island, I mean Pacific Islanders, I'm sorry, Regional Interagency Work Group. Uh, she is the chair for the uh, work group from the White House. And she is here to talk to us about the White House initiative, the one-year anniversary of the Atlanta murders, and uh, co commemorating events to, um, towards this um, for, for the event that happened in, uh, in uh, March 16 last year, and other relevant information about the White House initiative. And the most important part here is... Um, Hilda, um, Glory is also Filipino. I'm so excited. I'm, <laughs> I'm rambling. I'm so excited to have Glory over. So welcome, Glory. 
Yes, indeed. Salamat po, Jane. Um, thank you so much for having me. Um, and thank you so much for inviting me and welcoming me to your podcast. Um, um, as, as you said, um, I am Filipina. Um, my name is Lori Gervasiosari. Um, I am actually the director, yes, I am the director of the EOC Raleigh area office um, in North Carolina, but I have my roots in Hawaii. Um, actually, my parents immigrated from the Philippines back in the 70s to Hawaii. Um, that's where I was born and raised. Um, I, I grew up there. I went to school there. Um, I actually started my career with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission in Honolulu as an investigator, and um, I became the director of the EOC office there, and I um, assumed the position as, um, you know, director for um, one of our offices here in North Carolina. And in addition to that, when I became a director, I actually um, assumed the role as a region lead for the White House Initiative for Asian Americans, Native Hawaiians, Pacific Islanders, first in um, the Pacific area where, you know, I oversee, I, I oversaw, you know, the state of Hawaii and also, you know, the uh, U.S. Pacific territories of, you know, Saipan, Guam, American Samoa, um, and the Wake Islands. And I know that, you know, there's a lot of Kababayans, um, you know, in Guam and, I used to do a lot of outreach events with our, you know, Kababayans throughout in Guam. And now here I am in um, North Carolina, actually, uh, where I'm based. And um, as a region lead for Region 4, I oversee, you know, the entire Southeast, um, including, you know, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, um, Florida, North, and North Carolina, and South Carolina. So it's really you know, wonderful uh, to be a part of this region, and I am so happy to to be welcomed with open arms. And I look forward to working with you know the AA and NHPI communities here in the southeast because you know, quite surprisingly, there are there are a lot of you know us here in the southeast. And I hope you know in my position with you know the White House initiative, we can definitely you know, raise up, you know, our issues and concerns in, you know, the community and hopefully be able to be that bridge, um, you know, to provide that support from the federal government to um, our Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander communities here in the Southeast. Definitely. But, um, yeah. yeah, definitely. When I started with the um, uh, working for the government way back in 98, and I was still in North Carolina myself, my husband, con um, my late husband, kind of described my role as like you're the conduit between the Asian community and the federal government because I'm always like <laughs> advocating for the Asian community. And there's a couple of things I wanted yeah. to mention to our, our, our I mean, listeners, because when you said Hawaii, I I'm excited again because aside from being Filipino, you're also Ilocana and I am Ilocana. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's wonderful. Then... Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is that you are with the EEOC, and <clears throat> my past job, I was with the EEO office of my agency as the team leader, so I was, like, excited. I'm like, oh, wow, because I, I love the, the work that you do, that I used to do. <laughs> I don't do that anymore since I transferred. But anyway, moving on, I want our listeners to learn more about the White House initiative because most of them have heard it but don't really know much about it. So you also mentioned they look at it as, uh, on a national scale, a White House initiative for Asian Americans and 
um, now it's NHPI. Uh, for many years, it's just the Asian Americans. Now, can you mention, um, can you explain a little bit more the regional network and the National White House Initiative? Indeed, yes, of course. Um, so, yes, the White House Initiative on Asian Americans, Native Hawaiians, and Pacific Islanders, or what we call WEONP, <laughs> it's a huge acronym. It was actually, it's been around for quite a long time, back in 1999 when it was first um, created or established um, under the Clinton administration. Um, so it's actually has been in fruition for a long time. It's just, you know, things started to pick up, you know, within the last year or so, especially with, you know, uh, the um, anti-Asian hate and COVID pandemic and sort of the negative, you know, the negative stigma that's sort of been associated with Asians and, you know, the pandemic. And, you know, in this administration, under the Biden administration, um, he um, actually signed the executive order um, 14031, which on advancing equity, justice, and opportunity for Asian Americans, Native Hawaiians, and Pacific Islanders to sort of reestablish and reinvigorate the initiative and try to, you know, and also to expand the scope to include, you know, Native Hawaiians for the first time. You know, me being from Hawaii, you know, we're all Asians, right? Um, you know, predominant population, but, you know, Native Hawaiians, you know, as they were sort of, you know, disenfranchised. So I think, you know, this, you know, this is a great opportunity for this executive order to also highlight the struggles that Native Hawaiians also faced. Um, but, you know, you know, the executive order also sort of created, you know, the President's Advisory Commission on Asian Americans, Native Hawaiians, and Pacific Islanders. And basically what, you know, our role, you know, I'm part of the regional network, right? Um, you know, the federal government has 10 different regions, and I came from Region 9, which is Hawaii Pacific, and now I'm here in the Southeast Region 4. So basically, my job as part of the regional network is sort of be that gap, I mean, bridge that gap, like you, Jane, right? Mm -hmm. We sort of want to be the advocates for our community, but at the same time, we're sort of beneficial in our role as federal, you know, government, public servants to sort of um, help, you know, our people in, you know, finding the various resources they need, you know, linking them to the various programs that may benefit them and, you know, their communities. So essentially that's, that's what, you know, our role with initiative, you know, is just being that bridge to to connect, you know, the federal government with, you know, the Asian American, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander communities, you know, in, in our area. So right, that's because what there's we sort of need to do. Right. I'm sorry, but because oh, yes. there's a lot of barriers for, uh, with our people, yes. as in the lack of knowledge, the lack of in knowledge where to get the resources. And then there's always the language barrier as well. So... <clears throat> yes. I am so glad that this current administration has revived it because I, I've been with the uh, White House Initiative work group in my agency since um, 1999 uh, during Ms. Uh, President Bill Clinton's time. And there was a couple of years that it died down. There was no activity going on, um, of course, mm -hmm. with the changes of administration. But uh, when it was revived this year, I was so glad to see that happen. So I was like, I was joining every meeting I can <laughs> for when you guys yeah. go for meetings. Yes. Yeah, so um, my next question is: So w March sixteenth was a last year was a a huge impact. It, it was a very dark day for the Asian Americans in the nations and especially in Atlanta. 
can you um, give us a little bit of insight as to what you think right. happened? Yeah, so I mean, Marcy Steens is definitely a dark spot or dark mark in the Asian American community when, you know, even, it, you know, particularly in Atlanta, because that is when, um, you know, eight, um, well, eight women, six of whom were of Asian descent, were brutally murdered, you know, um, outside their businesses, you know, outside the, the spas where they worked. Um, and that definitely shook to the core of the Atlanta community and sort of echoed throughout the nation. Um, it sort of, you know, again, you know, that sort of caused a call to arm with mm -hmm. sort of reinvigorating or reestablishing the White House initiative because shortly thereafter, you know, all the region leads came back together and tried to assess, you know, what is it, what should we do, right? What should we do to sort of, assess and address what's going on because at that point it sort of re you know reached a breaking point because you know with the pandemic you know there again there has been so much negativity about the Asian American community especially in light of you know the virus and how it originated from Asia and right you know the the shootings and the murders sort of sort of kind of was a breaking point right um and how you know what should we do as a regional network and you know as you know, a, a country to try to address these. So that's why, you know, we were sort of brought in to try to promote and, you know, try to provide services to those, you know, in our community by who were affected by, you know, those hate, hate crimes. And, you know, that's, that's why right. we're sort of here today. And I just love, you know, the fact that, you know, folks like you and I are, are here to be the advocates for that. Right. And, and I'm so glad that you guys got together all the regional uh, networks and all the regional chairs because, I mean, um, different segments of the Asian community have different experiences. Like uh, mm -hmm. like some some sectors would say, well, we're not really affected because it's not it's not targeting Filipinos. I mean, I've heard that like in, in some in some areas, but look at New York, but look at uh, mm -hmm. California, there's a whole bunch of Filipinos who were, um, you know, if you've, I'm sure you've heard about that lady who was kicked to the ground and um, who was taken to the hospital. Mm -hmm. So it, this is important that even if it doesn't happen in one particular area, I mean, segment of the Asian community, it happens somewhere else, but we're all Asian. So, it, you know, it affects everybody. So with that said, yeah. um, I know that the Region 4 Network has an upcoming roundtable discussion um, to talk more about what we can do for, and up to talk more about the Asian hate, um, um, the Asian hate happening. So can you talk more about that, uh, the March 21 roundtable discussion? Yes, indeed. You know, I really do. I want to extend that invitation to anyone interested in the community to attend um, our roundtable discussion, which of which you are a part of, um, Jane, um, mm -hmm. our Asian American Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander Community Roundtable. That's actually on March 21st from 2.30 to 4.30 p.m. It is via Zoom. And um, if you are interested, you know, please definitely contact me or um reach out to Jane and she can provide you with the registration information. But um, this, this, this roundtable is going to be, you know, will provide a wide range of, 
we'll, we'll bring a wide range of federal government officials from, you know, the regions, not only in, you know, Georgia, but across, you know, the eight states in, in the southeast to talk about, you know, the different issues that are impacting AA, AA and NHPI communities and share resources. So in addition to talking about Asian, you know, anti-Asian hate and bias, um, we've invited folks from, you know, the, from, from, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, who will talk about housing and environmental justice issues. I know that health and social services are also major interests of our community, so we have invited folks as well. From there, we have Social Security Administration, um, Department of Health and Human Services, and we also have, you know, federal representatives, you know, who could speak um, towards providing resources on education and economic development. Um, we have folks from census, um, we have folks from immigration, labor and workers' rights, you know, um, representatives from the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, my agency, and also the Department of Labor, Wage and Hour, and Office of Federal Contract Compliance can, you know, are going to be um, at the roundtable, and they can provide you with information. And really, you know, the whole point of this roundtable is just to introduce, you know, the, our federal partners to you all, you know, to you all in the community. So, you know, if you have issues, right, if you have concerns either in employment or a housing-related issue or a health-related issue, then you know who to contact if you have those concerns. So I hope, you know, you all take the time out of, you know, your very busy schedules to attend this event because, you know, it will definitely be beneficial to you and, you know, um, you know help you, um, you know, with, with various assistance that they can provide. Yes, I, this is really really wonderful because it, this is truly g going to be a comprehensive event and the community participation is really vital. Um, this is going to be really helpful for the community because everybody's there. Um, everybody mm -hmm. from the, uh, every federal govern government agency is represented and so we will be able to introduce them to the community. And like you said, um, give them the contact, the, the know-how to work, where to go. And then even after that, because I'm sure that they won't be able to, you know, remember who is who, then uh, they can always depend on us in Georgia Asian Times to spread the word. And then we will spread the word to yeah. the different um, community leaders as well as our, all our contacts out there. So this is really great. And, I mean, it, it might have started from a negative um, event that happened, but this is a good offshoot um, because it's, it's kind of a start, and I hope it's n it won't be the last. It's going to be the start of our reaching out to the Asian community who will who definitely need help, especially during these times. Indeed, yeah. yes, and I, you know, I'm really hopeful. I mean, this is a you know the, a positive start to a great partnership, right? And we all want to have that, right? Um, you know, connecting connecting people in the community, and I think. That's largely our role um, with the White House initi Initiative and the regional network members like you, Jane, and um, you know, just be, again, bring that bridge to the community and providing that support. Yes, definitely. Because I mean, like you know, the Asian communities, they they, they won't go out there and say, "This is what I need." You have to kind of pull it out from them. <laughs> so, <Yeah. coughs> tell me, what is the current status of hate crimes against the Asian um, and Asian American community? Um, you know, unfortunately, even a year, you know, a year into what had happened back, you know, what had happened with the shootings, I think there's still 
a lot going around with the community. I mean, hate crimes um, has sort of increased over 300% in the past year. And, you know, what's really concerning is that Asian American Native Hawaiians with the founder women, mm-hmm. women have been, you know, disproportionately targeted throughout this pandemic. And nearly three or three and four of these women have experienced racism and discrimination. And this is according to a survey that was presented by the National Asian Pacific American Women's Forum. And so, you know, the, this administration basically has made efforts to tackle the anti-Asian hate and discrimination as a priority. Um, and, you know, in his first week in office, um, you know, President Biden had issued a memo, presidential memorandum, instructing, you know, the Department of Justice and Department of Health and Human Services to find solutions, work with the communities to combat anti-Asian hate and bias, and also provide, you know, training, right, cultural competency training, you know, respectful workplace um, um, workshops, you know, to address sensitivities in the community. So, um, you know, um, that's something that we're sort of trying to achieve uh, to promote equality and justice for Asian Americans, you know, who have been impacted by the violence and hate. So, you know, um, it is an ongoing thing, and, you know, hopefully we're sort of making strides, you know, to that. Um, and, you know, uh, at the roundtable, again, we're going to have speakers from DOJ to talk about, you know, anti-Asian hate and, like, how to report it, you know, if it happens to you. So we encourage you all to, to again, come to our event, come to our roundtable, roundtable discussion to learn about what you can do to address, you know, anti-Asian hate and violence. I mean... Even if it's not directed to you, you do have, you know, the responsibility in your community, right? Be that good Samaritan to help, you know, the other folks in your community. Yes. Well, thank you so much. That's um, I, what I can promise is that we will continue to distribute the um, the flyer because I already have it, and we will continue to spread the word and get as many participants as possible. And then uh, the other thing too is um, the next projects that the the region regional network can have you know you are welcome to share it with us and we will make announcements every week that we do the podcast and of course we you are welcome to come back as our guest thank you so much for the invitation jane and i actually do look forward to um future um podcast events from you um you know like you said i think it's it's sort of warming to see that connection you know me coming from hawaii coming here to the southeast um you know, it's, it's really great to know that there are, uh, you know, Kabobayans out in here, you know, in this community to have that open arms. And I, I totally, you know, I, I warmly accept and thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. And um, with that said, I will let you go. And then um, we will have you again in the near future. Maraming salamat. Maraming salamat, Ate. Welcome back, mga kababayan. Salamat po sa pakikinig ninyo sa episode um, in our conversation with Glory Garvasho. Siya po, katulad ng sabi ko, ay ang uh, regional chair ng White House Initiative for Asian Americans, Native Hawaiians, and Pacific Islanders Regional Network. And she's also the director of EEOC Sarali. Napaka-exciting po dahil she is so enthusiastic and she's done a lot of work to connect um, the Asian community with the federal services ng gobyerno. 
So we will hear more of her because they do have a lot of projects that uh, will benefit the community. So ngayon po, magbibigay ako ng dalawang Pinoy, tatlo pala, tatlong Pinoy corny jokes. <laughs> Ang una ay tungkol sa isang nawawalang bata. Ang nanay, sabi niya sa anak niya, o anak, kahit anong mangyari, wag na wag kang bumitaw sa pagkakapit ng palda ko. So, mahigit ng isang oras na mapansin ng nanay na nawawala ang kanyang anak. So, takbo siya dito, takbo siya doon. Manong, manong yung, yung anak ko nawawala? Nakita po, bun, po ba ninyo ang anak ko? And then, so, katatanong niya, may isang manong na nagsabi, uh, ano po bang isura ng anak niyo? Ang sabi ng nanay, may daladalang palda po. <laughs> So what that means for those people who didn't, uh, don't speak Tagalog, it's this uh, young woman with, his, with her child um, who told her child, um, whatever happens, don't, um, don't stop holding onto my skirt because they're you know, going to the market, moving around. So it was after an hour when the mother finds out that the child is missing. So she runs around and asks people, have you seen my child? Have you seen my child? And so one guy said, how does your child look like? And then she said, she's carrying a skirt. <laughs> so what that means is that she's been walking around without her skirt. So the <coughs> number two, I told you it was corny. Number two, if you think you are smarter than the previous generation, 50 years ago, the owner's manual of a car showed you how to adjust the valves. But today, it warns you not to drink the contents of the battery. Ang pangatlo po, Hindi ka man lalamig sa taong mahal mo kung wala kang pinag-iinitang bago. Ang tawag daw dyan, climate change. Dala ng malanding panahon. <laughs> Kayo na pong bahala mag-explain sa mga nantagalogs. So, ako po ay magbibigay uh, sa inyo ng isang, ng a couple of inspiring Filipino quotes. The first one is, Hindi mahalaga kung gaano kabagal ang iyong pag-usad. Hanggang, hanggat patuloy kang hindi sumusuko. In English, it means it does not matter how slowly you go as long as you do not stop. Ang pangalawa, walang mabilis na daan sa kahit saang karapat dapat mapuntahan. In English, there are no shortcuts to any place worth going. And ang panghuli po, Maging ang pagbabago na nais mong makita sa mundo. And in English, be the change that you want to see in the world. O ba po inspiring? So sa ngayon, panahon na naman po para magpaalam. Handaan po ninyo na mag-sign up sa subscription sa usapangpinoyga at gmail.com. Hanggang sa muli, paalam muna sa ngayon. Music